You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Bonus feature. It's a, it's a little bit sad having to do it on my own without Owen or Justine or Paul. It's me, Rory Cashin from The Big Review Ski. Uh, the reason for this very special uh, bonus feature today is because we had the iconic Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk himself, in the studio and we chatted about everything, every aspect of his career that you could imagine. Uh, he's in Dublin to celebrate the Dublin Comic Con, which is kicking off this weekend. So if you're around and you're a fan of anything superhero or movie or anything like that, make sure you head along. It's in the Dublin Convention Centre all this weekend. Um, and if you're a fan of Lou Ferrigno, then make sure you sit back and relax and listen to this fantastic interview with this legendary man. Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to be here in Dublin, and uh, I've never seen so many redheads in my life. You've never seen so many redheads? Well, yeah, we do have we do have a lot of them. Have you you been to Ireland before? Probably maybe for one day. I came here 25 years ago to guest post. I was competing. I was 330 pounds, and I remember I was very taken back by uh, the hospitality and the sweetness of the Irish people. Yeah, you, you, get, you get to spend a few more days this time, though, for the Comic-Con. Yeah, definitely, for the Comic-Con. Comic-Con tomorrow is Sunday, and then I go home Monday. Are you doing anything, any fun plans while you're here? Anything maybe, yeah, maybe tonight I'll probably go around the city. Yeah. Well, you have to do like the Guinness tour and all the, the touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. You're dressed for it. You've got, you've got the, the green top on, so you'll, exactly. you'll fit in, you'll fit in right. just fine. And for the Irish store, it's all that green leaf and everything. Yeah. Every, hand to hand. Ev- everything's green here. Um, what are your, like you're here for the Dublin Comic Con. What are your impressions when it comes to attending uh, comic conventions and big fan conventions like this? Are they, are they something you enjoy to do? Well, now because they came pop culture, especially when I'm going to meet three generations of fans. Like, for example, my TV series, The Hawk, I started in 1977, so now it's been 42 years. And now it became the launching pad to see all these adventure films. But uh, The Hawk is the biggest iconic character, and The Hawk of Green, of course. But the thing is that the people here love us so much because I just know that a lot of people come to the comic convention, like this one this week, and they, they tell me about all the memories they had when they were kids. They were young, and they shared uh, with their children, grandchildren. And I hear a lot of stories, especially uh, people say how much the show affected their lives. And uh, it's, very, it's, very, uh, it's a wonderful instant gratification. I have to say, like, when I was telling people I was uh, getting to interview you, there were so many different topics that they wanted to bring up. Like, obviously, there was the Hulk and Pumping Iron, but there was also uh, King of Queens. Right. Uh, there were so many different aspects. It was like, you have to ask me about this. So it is, it, it, like, do you notice a different reaction depending on the generation of person that you're talking to. Oh, definitely, because I've done a lot of comedy for years, like King, King, King and Queens for seven years. I've done um, over three, five TV series and 40 different films. The reaction is different because of my physicality. I have a lot of bodybuilding people in fitness, people that follow me in the whole, like, for example, comic, uh, like comedy and everything. So it's a mixture of everything, but because my name is so big now worldwide, so I enjoy it. Everything because what's funny, I can make 10 Gone with the Wind movies, but everybody wants the Hulk. They support <laughs> the Hulk. It could be like that the day I pass on. Well, yeah, like I, I, get, I can understand that because the Hulk is, he's so, he's so beloved. And in, in special honor of how much he is loved, yeah. we're going to do this. We don't do that for just anyone. That's, that's just for you. <laughs> um, when you think back like to, to 1977 was the same year the Hulk began and it was the same year Pumping Iron came out. So Public Iron was... came out in 1975. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I beg your pardon. It, uh, it was filmed in 1975, and I think you're right. Then, then they, they 
aired it, premiered it in uh, 1977. You're, you're right. So that was that was obviously a huge year for you. When you when you think back to that, because that was essentially like a launching pad for your career in, in every way. Um, any particular strong memories of, of, like one particular highlight, I guess, of that first year of everything kicking off? Well, what happened for Popping Iron when the movie came out, me and Arnold, but the public looked at, we were like the two big guys around. And people say, the public say, it's great, but what are these two guys going to do with their life? Because we spent our whole life bodybuilding, but now eventually we're still here in the mainstream. But I'll never forget that. I was training for the 1977 Miss Olympia competition. The phone rang. It was six weeks before the competition. And the, the, the casting agent said, we have an audition for The Incredible Hulk. I said, what? I'll be there tomorrow morning. I knew that nobody else could play the part better than I could. So I was in the best shape of my life. I went down for the screen test, and I was hired immediately. 24 hours later, I'm looking in the mirror. I see all this makeup. I'm saying to myself, what am I doing? And then the, the rest is history. Well, you, if, you look at, if you look at what it was then, like I think there was really only Adam West as Batman, and then there was you as the Hulk. Like It wasn't what it is today, where superhero stuff is com it's almost like the norm. But back yeah. then, if it was successful, it was kind of like a freak accident almost. Um, when you see the landscape for superhero stuff today, how do, you, how do you feel about it? Well, it's funny, in my time, like you mentioned years ago, we only had three TV channels. So it's like one in a billion chance. So when I see the show today, the CGI, I'm not a big fan of the CGI. It works for some movies like Star Wars, but the Hulk is now like the human Hulk is not uh, believable or sen sensitive enough. But you gotta remember my show when I did the Hulk, the pilot, and became a series. At the time, Captain America and Spider Man failed. Mm -hmm. So my show was the only successful Marvel show. Uh, and then that was the launching pad when you see today. Because uh, when it first came out, I was concerned how the public will uh, embrace the Hulk. They did it overnight because every country in the world embraced the Hulk because every one of us has a little Hulk inside of us. So the Hulk expresses how we feel. The things we want to do, the Hulk does for us. But it's amazing to me is how every single country in the world just loved it. Speaking of every one of us has a bit of the Hulk in us, what, what does Lou do when he feels himself getting angry? How do you stay calm when the world's trying to make you... Working out. Hulk out. Oh, yeah. working out is a fear. Yeah, what's funny, I've been a deputy sheriff. I've been a police officer for 15 years. So, But over the years, I had a lot of anger when I was a kid, so I learned to express that. But, but fortunately, I found bodybuilding and fitness, so I expressed in the gym because I had that lot of anger. But now, you know, I'm 67 now, so it's not like compared to years ago, so now I'm a much calmer person. But it, what you call more maturity. You know, when you're young, 17, 19, you know, young kids, mm. they like to go on the scooter, they do stupid things. You know, it's the way it is. Well, you've, you've maintained uh, kind of contact with, with the Hulk character, even in, in the current iterations, because uh, you've worked with Ang Lee on the Hulk, you've worked with uh, Louis Leterrier on The Incredible Hulk, you've worked with Joss Whedon, uh, providing uh, voice work yep. for Age of Ultron. Um, how, how do you feel those directors kind of took care of that character? Because obviously you must feel plenty of ownership uh, for who he is. Well, when Ang Lee first did the Hulk, I was disappointed because I wanted him to use me for motion capture because I know how the Hulk moved, but he did himself. Mm -hmm. And the Hulk was too cartoonish. But, uh, you know, he's a wonderful director. But then over the years, uh, as more it evolved, it became uh, much more believable. But what's interesting is like, when you see these directors, like for example, like Edward Norton was wonderful because they're very close to kind of like Bill Bixby's character. But the good thing about this series I've done, every episode had a laser compelling message about life. 
it's not you see the hook, you learn something about life. Mm. Like anxiety, depression, homicide, different things. So that's why if you, you can't compare with today compared to the series, so different because of more special effects. But I think eventually it's gonna have to come back because people want a good story. Yeah. Simple, I mean like believable, the connection. I was gonna ask who, who was your favorite out of the current Bruce Banners from Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo. You know, I like Edward Norton. Ruffalo is a fantastic actor. I don't like the way Disney portraying him because the Hulk has to be more hideous, more sensitive, and mm. more angry. The last uh, I haven't seen the last uh, adventure movie, The End Game, but I was disappointed. But I think Bill Bixby nailed it. There's no one going to replace Bixby, who's phenomenal. So today, you know, you got Eric Bann, you got Evan Norton, and Ruffalo. They're all good actors, but it's quite a challenge to take on that kind of attack, playing the science of David Banner, because um, you know, because the original series, I mean. Nobody, nobody come close to Bill Bixby. He's my favorite. And when, when it came to you working with, um, with Joss Whedon on the movies, what, was, what exactly was the extent of your, of your work on, on his Well, when I did movies? The Voice, uh, they didn't tell me exactly the, 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 the story of the script. So I had improvised in a room like this all by myself for two hours. They, they gave me different dialogue, but they weren't telling me the whole pr plot. Mm. So it was hard to improvise because it had to come from inside of me, that raw, that sensitivity feeling. I was glad I did it because it, it kind of like gives uh, more uh, to the character, the more sensitivity, because the Hulk's a very sensitive creature. So, I mean, it's a wonderful director, but it's just kind of tough being in the room alone where, where you're not really in the movie yourself. Yeah, it's, it's tough to yep. react to nothing, I guess. But I have to say, like, you, the MCU is now 20, 22, 23 movies in, over a decade, and I still think your version of the Hulk has the single best line out of all the movies, and it's just puny human. It's yeah. just when he smashes P Loki. Puny God. Puny God, of yeah. course. <laughs> but it's amazing how sometimes certain words, certain dialogue, are just a short sentence so powerful. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, we're on the Terminator, I'll be back. One of the most famous lines in history, and the most one of the most famous lines of all time is when Bill has that line. He says, uh, "You don't want to make me angry because you won't like me when I get angry." That is that's so powerful because that's how we feel. And you know what's interesting? Most people don't realize about the series. Today we have so much bullying. So when you watch the Hulk series, it's about bullying. Bill gets Dr. Banner to get bullied, and look what happened. Yeah. The Hulk destroyed everybody. So it's a perfect antidote for being bullied, being the victim. Yeah, like it, it is funny that for someone who has uh, not a lot of dialogue, right. he has some of the most memorable dialogue. Maybe I, it's, it's because he has less to say. You remember everything he has to say more often. But the challenge for me when I did the hug, I knew there was no dialogue. I had to use what you call pantomime. That means acting without speaking. Mm -hmm. Show the emotions with the makeup. Because I didn't want this character to be a monster. He was a creature. Like, for example, the original Frankenstein. Most people love villains. Like, you can't help, help loving Frankenstein because it's not her fault he has the abnormal brain. So the Hulk itself is a creature. It's like a lost creature. So to show that sensitivity, they let me do that, which came natural for me. That would make the show very successful because without speaking, uh, it's, it's tough to show the emotion. And thus ends the end of our Hulk section so we can move on to everything else in the career. One, everyone, every single person I spoke to said how much they love I Love You Man. That was a funny movie. That is a fantastic movie, and you are fantastic in it. And everyone wants to know, has there been any conversation at all about getting that guy back together for any kind of sequel or anything like that? Well, I talked to Paul what they want to do, it, but I think it's a different time ever because the movie is about romance and bromance. And I think it's a different situation. I talked to Paul Rudd about a year ago, and there's a chance I'd love to do it again because 
you know, John Hamburg, who directed uh, Zoolander and uh, Meet the Fockers, he contacted me and said, I wrote a great script when you were mine. I read the script. I said, I love it. There'll be add more toward the end of the wedding scene. But I knew because when I did King of Queen, and I get to play myself, so it's great to play myself as a character in the movie I Love You, Man, because they're trying to sell my house. But it's funny that one of the most famous scenes when I have a chokehold, and as I'm choking Jake's in secret, I say, don't fight it, don't fight it, and he's going down. That's why when I do a lot of the convention, people say, girls say, oh, could you put my boyfriend in a chokehold <laughs> for a picture? Girl, girls want you to knock their boyfriends out? Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, why? I'm telling you, they say, they say squeeze hard, squeeze hard. <laughs> Well, I, I won't ask you to do that because then the rest of the interview will just be me on the floor and you're just having okay. to answer the questions I've written down. But uh, you know, no, I absolutely love that movie. If they're like, if you are speaking to Paul, please tell him everyone, everyone wants to see that team back Definitely. together again. Um, is it true you worked with uh, Michael Jackson just before his farewell tour? I trained Michael for on and off for 20 years. We kept it a secret. See, Michael can't go to a gym, so his surgeon told me that the perfect guy to train would be Lou Ferrigno because. He came to my facility and, and uh, I, I guarded his privacy. See, I love his passion for music. He admired my passion for fitness. We became very good friends, but very sad he passed on. But he was one of the most respectable, most intelligent musicians I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what he can do, how he moved, how he danced. And uh, he, he was the king. As much as you taught him how to stay fit, did he teach you any dance moves? Yes, one night he turned the stereo up. He said, turn the stereo up. He was, my, he was in my gym and he said, I'm going to show you how to do the dance move. And I remember the moonwalk. He started to show me. It was hard for me to get into it. But I remember saying to myself, he's doing this moonwalk. I said, people pay $1,000 just to watch him on stage. And he's close with me like you are. But the way he moved, it was, it was, uh, it was astronomical. It was incredible. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and just one uh, final question. I don't know if you've seen recently, there's... There's been a, a kind of a, a lot of stories lately about uh, current action stars, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, The Rock, who have it in their contracts that they can only be beaten up so much or they can only lose so many fights. Everything has to be equal. Um, and I was thinking back to like kind, kind of like the original action heroes who weren't afraid to be beaten up, like Indiana Jones, like uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, like the points the reason why you love them is because they are losing and they fight back. And it was the same with Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Um, do you, have you heard about this? Like the, the No, but I know that, that Stephen Zagel, I've never seen him lose a fight, never get beat up. He's always got the ponytail, he's always got the blue jacket. Mm. He fights, but you never see blood on him. He's never been stabbed, never been shot. I've Only never... one time they injected him with that drug. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those action movies. But I, I, I didn't know that about the contract. But you know, to me, it doesn't matter because uh, a real good action hero needs to, needs to get beat up a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because otherwise you're like, oh, he's, in it. he's just going to win again. Exactly, so, yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Wiser well, came out with a movie, two movies called uh, Enter the Fire, and I just did a, a, a spoof on Game of Thrones. It just came out a week ago called Purge of Kingdom. I played the role of Ned. you got to watch it. It's funny. It's all about the comedy of Game of Thrones because it's a big news series. And then uh, another movie called Ring Ring. I've got like five movies coming out. But the one about Game of Thrones, we filmed in the Leeds Castle. And I was the only American in the film. And we had also uh, 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 McFadden. He's from Die Hard. He played the king. So if you check it out, called Purge of Kingdom. The seven he funded the big spoof. Absolutely. I can't wait to yeah. check it out. Lou, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been Thanks, a pleasure. You too. Thank you. Thank you.
That was the legendary Lou Ferrigno chatting to me, Rory Cashin from The Big Review Please do subscribe to you, to our podcast um, or visual podcast if you're on YouTube. However you subscribe to your podcasts. We are on every single week reviewing the latest movies, talking about movie news, talking about anything to do with the cinema, anything at all. We're talking about it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming in, Mr. Ferrigno. And that's the latest bonus feature. Bye. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe. Brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Pass.